Welcome to St. James Lutheran Church and School, Chicago. I hope and pray that the following message blesses you with peace and hope in Christ, who died and rose for you for free. It is yours. If you'd like to support God's mission of giving life, hope, peace, joy, and love in the city of Chicago, go to stjames-lutheran.org. Peace. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up. In the name of Jesus, amen. This is the time of year where we get to see whether or not our favorite teams built up in the offseason, such as, you're probably wondering, how's Michigan State going to do this year? Right? Sherry, is that what you're thinking about? Or the Bears. Did the Bears do a good job offseason? Have they built, rebuilt their team? Any thoughts? Winning, see, winning, winning record for the Bears this year, raise your hand. Winning record, raise your hand if they're thinking of a winning record. Okay, all right. Uh, anyhow, we, had, we have one faithful there. Uh, Packers, winning record this year. Do you think they rebuilt uh, well enough? Are they going to be good? Do they need to rebuild? Okay, all right. Uh, all right, anyhow. Right, we do this, right? Eli and I won yesterday. That's a good sign. All right, I like that. So it's really important. I've always admired uh, coaches at that level, college at level especially, because it's really quite a task, especially those that come into a situation that's broken down and they truly rebuild it. They tear down a little bit probably, and then they build it up uh, and make something amazing out of it. And if they can do it in a couple years, it's really extraordinary the talent, the leadership, the motivational skill to do that. But usually when you need to do something like that, build something up again, almost always for a successful program, and in anything probably, let alone sports, there needs to be a very strong foundation, right? If that's not strong, then all the talent, the skill, the playmaking, even the strategy, even the coaching ability to drop a play falls apart. And I think for sports and music, actually, fundamentals, strong on fundamentals, it's just ingrained, it's a deep foundational culture upon which you can really build. And I've just always been impressed by coaches that can do that. I mean, it's not quite as hard of a job as a principal or a pastor, but, uh, you know, it's really impressive. Paul needed to do some building up of this church in Ephesus. Uh, They were, I don't think they were struggling, but going through some tough times. They were being persecuted a little bit. It was a It was a bunch of, it's a hodgepodge of people coming together in Ephesus, what we now call modern Turkey on the Mediterranean. And uh, it was actually a very famous pagan culture, uh, the Roman, the Roman religion, the state religion, not even just a religion as you think of it, but like a state religion as well. They had the temple of Artemis there. It was gigantic, seventh wonder of the world, and it just loomed over everything. Uh, And then Paul starts this church there. And it was a ragtag bunch of all sorts of economic uh, circles gathered together, but different. And they had to be built up, become a family, right? Become tight with one another. And not only were they a different culture within this larger culture of, of Ephesus, 
like I said, you had this temple, and uh, at some point, the guys running the temple, uh, they sold little trinkets. You know, you sell souvenirs at these things back then. You still do today, right? And they were running out of business because everyone was listening to Paul's preaching and going to the Ephesus church. So they got persecuted and ridden out of town and etc. Anyhow, it was a little crazy. And Paul writes this letter to the Ephesians to build them up. And he begins with this letter saying, you're saints, you're children of God. You are not here by chance. You are predestined. God chose you before you even know who he was. It's not some whim, and it's not even your faith or your works that makes you awesome. God chose you. You're here on purpose. What a buildup, right? A foundation that he gives them. But then later on, after he gives them that strong core identity, talks about the grace of God that's been given to them, and that's for you too. And I think we need to hear that sometimes too. Later on, Paul looks at the congregation, the people, the family, or the school family, and he tells them that they should be building each other up too. In fact, he says this, and this is the context for our verse this year. Paul says, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up, as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. Does that sound like you? If someone were to think of you, do you, are you that kind of person? Oh, yeah. That person, boy, it's, he's just, his, just grace comes out of his mouth all the time. No problem, right? Then he goes on and says, and don't grieve the Holy Spirit of God, meaning probably some people are, maybe that's you, don't grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. So don't just like, uh, you know, don't grieve mom, right? You know, when you're acting like this, you do that or whatever, and your parents are like, oh, I can't believe he did that. I can't believe. That's what he's kind of saying. It's kind of cool, right? You have the Holy Spirit. Act like it. Don't grieve it by doing something dumb, and God is like, I can't believe you're acting like this. You got my name on you and the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, but you're not looking like my person. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. And then he says this. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Got it? You good? And the finale here that we're using for our verse for this year, be kind to one another. Under, under sorry, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. So after telling them, you are Christ's, act like it, he says. And I love that building up, tearing down deal there. Are you good at building up? Do you do a lot of tearing down when you speak, when you have interaction? You know, we live, maybe, uh, you know, uh, we think of Paul and Ephesus and, you know, Christians in this pagan world, you know, and this, these different cultures and how to live in that world, et cetera, and how they need to have an identity formed in them to survive. I think we feel like that a little bit. 
There may be different stresses, but the outside circumstance of the world, this world really seems like more and more a place of tearing down. I had a great conversation with our uh, 20s, 30s group Thursday and life in the workplace and leading in the workplace or whatever, and they're just talking. It's tense. It's toxic. You feel you're walking on eggshells all the time, and it's not, it's not just work. Our media, right, just seems like there's only tearing down. There's always the solution. Proving that you're right or you're right, and then tearing down the opponent. Like, that's everywhere. That's supposed to be what politicians do. They're supposed to do that, by the way. Don't be surprised. That's what their job is. But it's everywhere now, constantly tearing down. And our family gatherings even sometimes. Politics has just invaded everything, right? Constant tearing down. And Paul's like, not here. Why is it? What causes us to want to tear down and not build up? Sometimes it's even a righteous anger. You know what I mean? Like we might be right for sure. But we forget the goal of conversation is not to just simply prove you are right and tear down the, the goal is to win, to reconcile, to bring people back when we're interacting with one another, when we have disagreements. Why is it that we tear down? I mean, the obvious one is this. There's something deep down, and you'll see this. We had a baptism in the first service, and uh, it's uh, Olivia Bettenhausen. And I said, when she's two years old and you're on the beach and you see a sandcastle, what's she going to do? She is going to kick it down, right? Always. That's what we do. There's something deep inside, no matter the age, and if you're a parent of a kid, whatever age, you've seen it, and if you really know your heart, there's something about it you like to tear down. And maybe it's because it makes us feel good about ourselves, if we can make them lower, then we feel better about ourselves. So we get a sense of identity justifying ourselves by making someone else look bad and comparably, right? Maybe that's why we do it. It's deeper than that. We call it original sin. And we see it in the and we see it in our own kids, but we see it in our own lives. That thing that just wants to tear down. And you know what? We also even tear down ourselves. And maybe we tear down others because we feel torn down ourselves. Maybe that's why we like it. Tuesday, we had our, our St. James overall staff kickoff going through this verse, and our new kindergarten teacher, Linda Rungi, said, hurt people hurt people. That, was that you? Did you invent that, though? Was that, you did not invent it. That's pretty good. Hurt people hurt people. Doesn't mean we're not guilty, but when you live in a world where you're being torn down and circumstances tear you down, we end up throwing everybody under the bus, even our good friends. And even in school, as the kids get along, but when life is challenging for them, when you're stressed out and being torn down in other ways, you're hanging out together and you respond like that, right? Hurt people hurt people. Torn down people tear down people. Anybody feel torn down in this world? Don't let it just go right through you like that. Lord, forgive us for tearing down people. And let me tell you, at St. James, our goal is, that's why this is a great verse, not just treat, teaching math and science and reading and all those sort of things, which are excellent gifts of the Lord, but we hope to teach people to stop tearing down, to be constructive even in arguments and disagreements, 
to win each other over, to build each other up, to think before you speak, reflect upon your emotion, don't be so quick, to love each other, to forgive each other. We are teaching that. And we have awesome teachers that do exactly that, and we hope model that in their life with the kids and with each other and principal. But I'm going to tell you, even though we all know this verse, adults, I'm going to fail at it. I'm going to tear down sometimes. I'm not going to be kind sometimes. So if your hope in St. James School is that the uh, senior pastor is perfect, I apologize. Sherry might tear down some people too. Sometimes I hear it in my office, next to her office. She, we, she is not perfect, although you would think she is. Now, Dot is perfect, by the way, but Sherry's not. Actually, Dot's, one of Dot's job is tearing down. It's another topic, though. But uh, our teachers are awesome and loving and kind. I love hanging out with them. They got Jesus in their hearts. But sometimes they screw up, too. Is that true? Sometimes they tear down some, they're not going to be the perfect teachers. They're close. But if your hope is in the teachers, ultimately, when it comes to St. James, when it's in your principal, when it's in the institution, when it's in the excellence of academics, and we are excellent at that, I dare anybody say anybody's better than St. James when it comes to that. But if your hope is in those things, those are only going to get you so far. The greatest gift that we're going to give students here, and quite frankly, the greatest gift that we give people at St. James is back to that foundation, that rock that doesn't move, upon which you can build something, and that is Jesus. And that, I can promise you, your students are going to hear. And everything that they learn is built upon that foundation, the one who made all things, the one who died for you and rose again, the one who allowed himself to be torn down. We react when we're torn down. We get back. We have revenge and avenge. Christ received it, nailed it, buried it. In a strange way, the Lord Jesus loves to receive your sins, your struggles, your failures, you give them to Jesus. You feel like you're not that great of a mom and a dad, because we fail too, kids. Give it to Jesus. And students, you're going to fail at this too. You're not going to be kind sometimes. Guess what? Give it to Jesus. Your failures, your mistakes, all these things, give them to Christ. It's okay. He loves it, nails it, buries it, forgotten, forgiven. That's the foundation that we are building on at St. James, and that's something that your son or daughter can take with them forever and last forever because everything else falls apart. Accomplishment, health, success, money, everything does, and we know that. You're here because you want your kid to have something richer and long-lasting, a house built on the rock which is the promises of Christ who is risen. And that, I assure you, they will hear and receive. And you know what? When it comes to these things that Paul tells us to do, being kind, 
forgiving, tenderhearted. I love that. Listening to one another. Uh, it, it, trying to understand where they are coming from as tenderhearted. You know what I mean? Like, where are they coming from with us as opposed to just simply quickly judging all these beautiful words that Paul says that are so good and real and practical for making a better world that doesn't tear everybody down. Man, we want your kids to leave here as leaders. We want Chicago to thank God for St. James for setting them leaders that came out of here with those attributes. And a great way to get better at that, and Paul says it all the time, is to go back to Jesus. Lord, forgive me, but also look what Jesus did for you. I like how Paul ends this. Forgive one another. Then what does he say? As Christ has forgiven you. Having trouble forgiving, and I do. Having trouble being kind, absolutely. Go to Jesus, upon which your feet are standing. And we say hurt people hurt people. Forgiven people forgive people. Remember that. Every day, you are a child of God. You are standing on a rock that can't move. Somebody has built you up and rebuilt you into his image. In Jesus' name, amen.